When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another riveting podcast on Offensive Points Talk. I'm here with Josh and Billy. You can follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter. We would love the back and forth you guys could offer us. We're always posting some. uh, We're arguing on there a little bit, so get on in the argument with us. So um, we got one more spot in this best ball league. Just join it. Just do it. Just get in it now. We're going to have some fun with that. We will be doing a college football podcast for you ladies and gents out there very soon. Yeah, so uh, we're going to have some rankings out as well. We're going to have a good discussion tonight. Uh, We got football tomorrow. We got the Hall of Fame game tomorrow. So get out there. We made it. You guys need to be scouting. You guys need to be scouting out there. Simi Fajoko on Dallas. Watch it. He's going to blow it up. Buck 52 touchdowns. Calling it right now from... Brantley Gilbert or wherever the fuck that guy's name is that's starting for him. Um, so yeah, guys, how's it going? Brantley Gilbert. I think that's I a country that musician. Gilbert Grape, whatever the fuck his name is. No, Brantley Gilbert is absolutely a country musician. Yes, yeah, he is. I, I know he is, but I don't know that guy's name. He might as well be playing football for all I know. What is eating Gilbert Grape? That's a good point. Um, I'm excited to finally be done with our division previews. This is it. This is the final one. And then we actually, if you think about it, we're kind of a little bit of a, uh, like clairvoyance because we kind of picked this week because we knew Aaron Rodgers was going to come back. So, of course, this week is the week we would do the NFC North. Billy, how did you see that in your crystal ball? I have you no idea. that plan out. My, uh, my planner was just, it was easy to do. I don't know. I, was just I mean, I said all along Aaron Rodgers is coming back to the Packers, but you're the one that – Called it say right that. after the news. I, it, it's funny how that works, huh? Yeah. Really funny how that works. Almost like yeah. I had news. I had some kind of crystal ball that could told me that. It is great to be back, though. Um, honestly, it feels like we haven't done this in a couple weeks. So, I mean, it's only been a week, and it's just, you know, it's great to be back in here digging into the football. Actually, we do have our rankings. Well, me and Billy do. We're waiting on Joe. And we will have our rankings out next Wednesday. 
Yeah, I put a deadline. I'm on borrowing that. Billy's crystal ball so I can get my rankings in order. Mm. And then I'll get them over. By here. next Wednesday, he's going to have them done. That's what the crystal ball says. No, no, no. I need them before Wednesday so I can get them out <laughs> so people can see like them. Like ten minutes before we go on. Exactly. No, 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 no. I need them. I need them. I need them by Monday for you. Wednesday is when they're going out. You're a square. It's a deadline type thing. There's all this news that's going to come out between now and then. Like all the news we're getting hit with now. Exactly. I mean, well, let's hop into this news. We have not talked on this podcast about the return of. Aaron Rodgers. He is back for the last dance in Green Bay. What are we uh what's our vibe for this? We we happy that he's back? Bears fan Joe, are you excited to have Aaron Rodgers back Dude, for the last I gained dance? a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers over this last uh the 17 minute rant on the front office of the Packers was amazing. Elite. I think I've found someone. I've always respected Aaron Rodgers. He just kills us all the time. Maybe a closet fan of Aaron Rodgers, if you will say, but now he hates the Packers as much as I do, so I think he's my favorite player in the league right now. See, I, I, I don't know the whole. I get, I get it, and everything. Like they didn't do what he wanted to do. Yada yada yada. This isn't the NBA. We don't just trade teams and look for rings. You, 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 you trust the front office. Yeah, the front office is really stupid, and they've made a lot of bad plays. But there's, there's better ways to go about it than being literally Karen Rogers and being a drama queen about it. Like there, there is, there was. What he did, and there's what no one would do, the whole just sit back and watch. There was something in the middle there that they just completely missed. I get it. Um, I just think he's taking this last dance thing, you know, the layers of this uh, some symbolism is incredible because obviously Michael Jordan was upset with their front office at the end of the last dance, and Aaron Rodgers is upset with Green Bay's front office at the end here of their last dance. I mean, there's a couple of titles difference there, but... The concept, I, I, I you like, mean like seven. Yes, hundred percent. But I, I like the the concept is very, very good. I like it. I like the the, the multi layers to the last dance portrayal. I'm just glad I started the last dance before this all started. I I didn't even know. I was just watching something. You've been fun. blinded. It's that crystal ball, man. Now you're seeing the light. Dude. We could just guess things that are going to happen. Yo, it's so Daniel Jones gets a gets a team built around him. Daniel fucking Jones. How can you not do that with Rodgers? I mean, they wasted so many championship opportunities. I, I get Devontae Adams is a stud. They've always had a decent running game. I mean, the defense is always, I would say, above average. Those guys come to play. but I, I wouldn't. I think that was their thing is they wanted to build a – they played the Chicago Bears two times a year. They played a lot of good defenses over their, you know, whatever Aaron Rodgers run. I think they wanted to build a great defense and they kept failing on all their draft picks. Every, every first round pick was a whiff. And I, I right. feel a lot of that's, that's not the point here. It's like if Daniel Jones can get a fucking team built around him, how are you not going to do the same for Aaron Rodgers? Exactly. I guess I just assumed Aaron Rodgers could do it by himself, which technically kind of has. Yeah. Well, you know how lucky they got that Aaron Jones worked out and that Devonte Adams worked out. Like they can claim that as a win, but it was luck. I mean, it was luck. It wasn't like they, they planned on those guys. You know, like it's not like they spent first round picks or it's not like they signed them out of free agency to come play. Like it, they just kind of luckily developed two guys that are able to be top five at their position. Well, Aaron Jones might not be, but top 10 yeah, in this position. Yeah. And they, they kind of lucked out a little bit about getting that. And they won't bring him in any more help. And it's sad to watch. But they got Cobb. Uh, yeah, they got Cobb. 
I'm most surprised them. that they just don't do anything in free agency. Like, yeah, you botch a draft. You you hope the best for a, a receiver here and there on the draft. Like, I mean, they, they did try to bring in. They weren't spending high first rounders or anything like that, but they were still trying to bring people in. They just failed on all accounts. Like That's Lizard. a soapbox that Green Bay has not gotten off of their entire existence is the free agency thing. I don't understand it. Like, there's there's receivers out there every year, I and you don't even have to spend big money on them. Like, there's some mid-range guys that you could grab like golden tate has been in free agency like seven times now obviously he's past his prime now but yeah, what was were... juju's contract one year like 13 mil juju like, would have been a perfect yeah signing for exactly that. one year 13 mil. Would have been good give too. him that Put i get across yeah but they, they don't they don't have that much Monte. money because they spend it all on all the other people but so the galladay was really not an option but Juju could have been. They like, could have worked it out. I bet Aaron Rodgers would have taken a pay, a pay cut this year if they would have gotten a Galladay, or that That's would have true. been even a discussion. But, but they don't ask him. or any of those guys, man. But Lazard, Valdez, Scantling, St. Brown, these are all people who have just not been the dude. Good, not great. Allison. Yeah. No, not mm-hmm. even good. They were none of them were good. Lazard they've, was. They had flashes like MVS has had a, a good couple game. good weeks, couple here and there. Yeah, Lazard's not... been good here and there. It's nothing I mean, you can count on, but I'm saying it's you know, they should have re-up Jordy back in the day. They just 100%. they absolutely were very shitty towards him on that one. And well, that's you know, know. just leads us back to like that's what Aaron Rodgers' problem was this entire time is that they treat their player shitty on the way out, and it's they you know let him go a couple years too early. And I think that's what he thinks they're going to do with him when they drafted Jordan love. And hopefully he can go Real somewhere else next season. Real quick though. Do you think they'll go for Jordy? <laughs> Bring him out of retirement. I, that would be amazing. But have no. the three Wheel him out there. Wheel him out there. <laughs> Part of the last day. He's working on a farm somewhere. Definitely is. Okay, well, let's move on to the second big news of the week, and that's the Indianapolis Colts falling one by one, sadly. Should have just left it running. Yeah, go on with your conspiracy theory about what's going to happen in Indy. And I know it's just speculation, and I know that you think that Foles isn't going there, and they've said that they're not going to sign anyone. They don't trust Jacob Eason. They're going to go straight for fucking Nick Foles, and Wentz is going to fucking hate it. And Nick Foles is going to win the Colts a Super Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. That's too far. Wow. But Jesus. Fireball shot on that one? No, yeah. absolutely not. That's, that, that's a little bit much. No, honestly, I uh, I loved the I loved it, though, because you know Wentz was sitting there in his little cast after his surgery and saw the Nick Foles rumors and was like, no, don't do it, please. Oh, I guarantee No, please you. do it. Please take him. Honestly, <laughs> I think it would be a solid move for them, though. He's the 26th don't... highest paid quarterback in the league right now, and he's the third stringer. Well, you guys are still going to eat all of the salary. I, I don't care. I just want him off. Just sail away. I agree. That was a terrible signing for Chicago. Um, but it'd be different if they actually tried to use him. They never tried to use him. Like They, they just, tried to use him. Eh. I, I like Foles, but I think he's more of a – he's a backup quarterback. That's what he is. And he, he, had he does his job well. He three good games his entire career. I appreciate and, all three of those. Yes. Yeah, and that's actually do, not true. But... His, <laughs> his rookie year, he was actually really solid. He came in for injured Vic and led the Eagles to the playoffs. Yeah, nobody's really counting on that happening anytime soon, though. So, I mean, I am. I don't know why you think that the Eagles are bad. God, no, I'm talking about Foles being oh, good okay. again. Sorry, okay. Talking about Foles, you want to make this about the Eagles? 
You've done this many times. Um. So what do we think is going to happen here? Are they going to sign somebody? Do you think the injury is maybe not going to last? Because it's five to 12 weeks that he's going to be out. So theoretically could be back week two. He had a if, bone fragment removed from his foot. I mean, I get that you're on your feet and you're running and stuff, but that can't be too much rehab other than just letting it heal. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the healing process could take not long, could take really long. <laughs> kind of just depends. So this is the thing is that everyone – you see the 5 to 12 weeks, and everyone is just immediately assuming – and you two included – are just immediately assuming – the, tw- the 12 weeks and I, I i don't see that i both of you guys have said well he's gonna be out till week eight and i was like i just don't see that happening quentin nelson already said he's trying to start, suit up for week one obviously wentz is a little bit of a baby and a little injury prone so i i see it more as like a week three thing and i think that's what the colts see it as as well i think they see it'll be one of those things where they say he's gonna start week two and then it gets pushed back to a couple weeks but i'd say week three or four wentz is back and it's just trying to get through those first few weeks i feel like in a month we will know where where we're looking like by the time drafts are starting to wind down and first week's about to start i think we'll finally i think we'll actually know when or what he's gonna be by that point i think i think he pulls a luck and retires man no i think wince is a steal in fantasy drafts right now though i mean i thought i thought he was at what 14 or 15 that he was already ranked and now he's in like the 20s basically um just grab him at the end of your bench man grab a third quarterback put him at the end of your bench if you have the room um, cause Wentz can play football whenever he wants to. If you carry three quarterbacks, I hate you. And well, I'm talking about for, lo- for deeper leagues or for a 12 man, super flex, as your backup yeah, or super flex. Cause a lot yeah. of people play super flex and that would be a good stash for those kind of leagues where you need a third quarterback to back up. I did my Not first a- mock draft today actually. And Wentz wasn't even on the, like I never saw his name and nobody ever drafted him. He was just that far down. Had to look for him. Well, Jacob Eason is not the answer. I, I, I've i seen him play in college. He played at Washington. I did not like his mechanics in college. I don't think they were going to translate to the NFL. I think he's going to be pummeled out there. I get that a lot of people are excited about him, but and he did throw for a lot of yards, but. I don't like him for fantasy, but I like him for holding up a team. He, you got you to think, yeah, he was wasn't the best in college. He wasn't on a, a big name team, but he also sat there a year behind Philip Rivers. Like he had to have learned something. You know what I mean? I don't know what it was, but I'm sure it was something. I'm not yeah. saying he's ever you learned how to have kids to be a starting quarterback. And that's possible too, to but he could potentially lead them to a victory or two. in, in Wentz's absence, I'm not saying that's, he's gonna... well and the defense is good enough to do that. And maybe Jonathan Taylor can do that. However, I don't know if y'all, I mean, obviously you've seen the news that Quentin Nelson, is uh out and um, field Yates put on twitter that when he was running to quentin nelson's side his average yards per carry was 4.1 when he was going to the opposite side it was only 2.1 uh per rush could mean something might not mean something i you know it's kind of tough to tell but it's definitely a big loss for their run game um i've seen a lot of people just completely sliding jonathan taylor like out of RB one status, which I think is a little strong. I'm a, I moved him down slightly just because even when Quentin Nelson comes back, I don't know. But I mean, more than a couple of spots down is probably enough. I kept him the same actually. I don't I don't think anything. Actually, that's my that might not be true because I think Kamara bumped. No, I had him above Kamara or Kamara above him. I honestly I think I kept him in the same. I don't think that this 
until we know that it's going to be more than three weeks, I, I think his value stays the same. Well, I had him at four, else. and I bumped him down to like oh. seven or eight. So well, that's, that's for me, for me personally, right? okay, yeah, that's where he should be. I don't think out of the top ten, though. I think I still like him above Aaron Jones and Chubb because of the. I know that he had a little bit of a split backfield last year as well, but I just, I think Jonathan Taylor's the dude. That was his rookie year, and he did that. I assume that this year is going to be above and beyond. I would rather have Aaron Jones, Chubb, Gibson. I would do Saquon. Did name it? I'd rather have him over Jonathan Taylor. Saquon easily, but those other three, I, 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 well, everyone's I freaking it. out about this Saquon injury. I mean, you listen anywhere, and they're like, "Oh, you can't draft him; it's just too dangerous." Like, what the fuck, man? It's not 1990 when an ACL ended your fucking career. It's, it's like my uh, text messages to you, and I just keep looking. Hey, Joe, man, Saquon. I don't know if this is going to be it for him. Yeah, he actually said he's going to retire. He just keeps sending me uh, Instagram posts of Saquon working out. He's like, quad looks fine. He's good. He is good. All right. Do we want to get to the division previews? Let's, I guess. Let's do it. NFC North, final one on our list. Um, okay, division. Three, two good teams, one up in the air team, and then Detroit. So we're going to. Which one's your up in the air team? Uh, Chicago, if they start fields, good. If they don't, bad. I think so, I say we're up in the air you. even if we start fields. Fireball bet I before don't. we even start this. Fireball bet. Chicago finishes above Minnesota. Okay, 100%. I will take that. Right. Sounds good. All right. Well, we're going to start with Detroit, though, because they are the sad, sad sacks of this uh, division. Um, we'll start with the wide receivers first. We got Brashad Perriman. Tyrell Williams are both on the outside. And then you've got currently is Khalif Raymond slotted in the slot, but it's going to be a Monroe St. Brown in the slot by the time the season starts. You've got Quintus Cephas chilling out behind them and a couple of guys that were interesting, Sage Sherratt, uh, Damian Ratley, a couple other people chilling behind them. But the, the main guys you're going to want to look at for – this team are Brashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams. And for my personal pick, even though yes, he's a rookie, is a Monroe St. Brown. So Jared Goff excels throwing to the slot. You would not know Cooper Cup's name if Jared Goff wasn't good at throwing to the slot. It's just the way that it is. We'll see. You know, the Rams will be good this year and Cooper Cup will be fine. But I think if he's going to make a new name for someone else on this team, it's going to be a Monroe St. Brown. Guys, what do you think of the wide receivers? Josh. I uh so I think the best part about this team, and I I I don't mean like the actual physical best part. I think the best part fantasy wise is no one knows which wide receiver is gonna be the number one guy. Like Rashad Perriman has shown flashes over his years. Uh, Tyrell Williams had a great year two years ago and then got injured all of last year, which I, I'm rooting for Tyrell. I, I want him to do good again. He looked great. Uh, two years ago, and then Amon Reyes St. Brown coming in as a rookie, uh, maybe the slot guy. I don't know why Khalif Raymond is their slot guy right now. Um, he has done absolutely nothing his entire career, which who knows? It he could only be him. Catches like 80 yard catches, though. He caught like yeah. one good ball like two it's years like, ago. That's not true. One catch that's for 80 yards. That's about how he plays. It's never yeah. two catches for 80 yards. It's well, always that's, one catch, 80 yards. That's not a slot guy. Anyway, 
my guy though is Quintez Cephas. That man has looked phenomenal in camp. He's making some freaking so ridiculous. Where, who jumps. does he play over? That's the thing. Who's who is I he think, getting in over, or is it just a rotation? I think it's a rotation, but I think Perriman. I don't think Perriman's going to play every snap. I, I think he's more of a Deshaun Jackson esque type player. So you don't need him in on. I think Quintez Cephas is going to be more that possession guy. I think he's going to be basically. My logic is. Amon Ray St. Brown could be his cup. I think Quintez Cephas is going to be his woods. I I just see him as the, I wouldn't say deep ball guy, because that's not really more possession guy, uh, but deep slants, mid slants. Like he's going to be getting 15 yards of catch. And I, I mean, what he does after that, we'll, we'll find out. But that's my guy. I know I, I've, I've been actually trying to get him off Joe in like both leagues that we're in right now. But I also think Tyrell, I mean, that man had a great, great year a couple years ago. And then, I, I just I love that it's it's a question mark right now. Nobody knows who's the guy. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to make a case for Brashad Perriman. I mean, I've been grabbing him late in some, especially an underdog. I've got a couple rosters with him. Uh, I think he's a de facto number one. He's definitely got the most experience playing that role. Tyrell Williams is a really good number two, and I think he'll continue to do that sort of thing. And we'll just have to see how the young guys kind of grow into it. But I think there's a lot of value with uh, with Brashad right now. Well, and I wish uh, Dan Campbell would do something other in practice than burpees because that's apparently all their footage from their practices. That's all it's getting out is them doing these half-assed burpees on the field so that we could actually see how the team looks. But that wouldn't be the Dan Campbell way. So we'll see how it shakes out. I think all three, all four could be interesting. It's going to be kind of one of those things where there's probably going to be Everybody's going to grab a share of someone, and then we'll have to see how it shakes out as the season starts. Uh, let's get to the more fantasy relevant people on this team, which one is TJ Hawkinson. Probably top four if you hate Kyle Pitts. If you don't, top five. Uh, I don't. Why would Kyle Pitts be number four? Because he's good at football. Okay, gotcha. And good answer, Matt Ryan. Good answer. Great answer. Than, Great answer. Matt Ryan's better than Jared Goff too. So that's also that's questionable. You seen the, the fucking throws said, he's making in camp? You said golf. Jared golf sucks. He you said, but you said golf likes the checkdown. Hawkinson is the checkdown, and and that's what that's why he's relevant on this team. TJ Hawkinson's. I mean, top five tight end's still not bad. Like it's not like I'm saying he sucks. Top five, top four, one of those two. That's fine. Either one of those is good. I mean, it's going to be a coin flip after three anyway. So, My logic is Hawkinson broke out last year on a team that lost Galladay basically and obviously new quarterback coming in new team all around but I, I think Hawkinson is easily de facto number four and I think he's we'll he's see. a great value in drafts honestly like I got him in the sixth round or something like that in a mock draft he is there. and the thing is you're gonna be able to wait a little bit on tight end this year because once the top three go in the first like three rounds after that you're gonna have to just kind of like eyeball the people in the room and see like when's when are we making this tight end run and you're gonna want hawkinson as a part of that run that like if you end up with him you're in good shape but you know if you end up with like gerald everett you're gonna be sweating it a little bit so you're gonna be want to end up closer to the hawkinson side than you're gonna want to end up to you I know the tight end steal a little later nine ten eleven for sure on to jared goff i don't love jared goff um there was a reason Sean McVay wanted him out of LA and it wasn't because he was too good. So Jared Goff loves checking down the ball, which is why TJ Hawkinson. And in my opinion, Amon Ross St. Brown 
are going to feast, but he's also can throw deep as well. So Rashad Perriman, Tyrell Williams, Quintez Cephas, you're going to have to just see who who he likes. That that's what's going to decide this. Because, it's going to be DeAndre Swift. And it yeah, he's catching and, seventy balls this year. And see, this Guaranteed. is the. This is the thing with checkdowns is as we get to DeAndre Swift, the most relevant person on this team, is that he loves checkdowns and DeAndre Swift catches checkdowns. So I, DeAndre Swift would be the only one that I would feel comfortable drafting. He's currently, I think, going to the back of the second round. That seems – I think I'd if, if I had the first or second pick in the draft and then it went all the way back around snake draft style and then I got him at 19 or 20, I'd feel good about that. Absolutely. You know, I, 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 I think his, his value is relevant to like acres right now to where I think it was just a little too high uh, yeah. before, obviously. He's the next Kamara, dude. I'm telling you right I'm, now. I'm not no. saying he's bad. I think the problem is, is Jamal Williams. We, we ranted about this on Twitter. Jamal Williams is there and he's going to be a problem for him. Like not, not that Swift's not going to get his. I just think that. Jamal comes in, bursts off a 20-yard run, they're going to keep running it. Well, and, and let's be honest, if they get to the goal line, line, goal line's not going to be DeAndre Swift. It's going to be Jamal Williams at the no. goal line. Or Jamar Jefferson, too, coming in as a rookie. Jamal um, Williams is bigger than DeAndre Swift. It doesn't Swift. matter. DeAndre Swift is infinitely more talented than Jamal Williams. Well, I mean, that's – okay. We're not okay. arguing that. It's just no, who are they going to use the You put the more talented player in – on the goal, it's a, that too. It's, it doesn't always happen. It's the Eckler conundrum where you exactly. just don't put Eckler in the small conundrum. guy on the goal line. I could he score yeah, the touchdown? Not small, Absolutely. dude. Okay, listen, man. Swift is gonna do great. We all agree on that. We're just saying his ADP is a little high, and there's gonna be some vulture. You're vulture saying spot. that. I'm saying he's a value right now. I'm saying me and Billy, I believe, was saying that. Yeah. But. He he is about. Right now, in his ADP is about where he should go. It's about what 18, 19, 20, something like that. That's about yeah. where he should go. But if you're in so, a PPR and you got a guy that, I mean, I just think he's going to be a sponge for targets right now. It's, yeah, that, I, I agree. It's the touchdown upside that I'm like, maybe not. We'll see. He gets all the touchdowns that the Lions have. <laughs> okay, we'll see what happens. Uh, Jamal Williams will be relevant. You can definitely grab him super late. And you will you'll you won't feel good about having him as far as a starter goes, but Jamal Williams yeah, will be a very coveted. Oh, so I actually once again back to my first mock draft of the year, which it sounds like I don't actually do fantasy football, but I just haven't been in the draft mode yet. Um, Jamal Williams. Okay, so running backs fall off a cliff in the third or fourth round. Yep, um, it is just gone. Like you're getting you're getting anyone in a timeshare backups. It's about Miles My- Gaskin, Mike Davis. That's about where yep. it just dies off a cliff. That's where I started looking again. I had three running backs, and I was like, okay, well, time for a fourth, and it was Miles Gaskin and Mike Davis. That was what you got, basically. Melvin Gordon's way back there. Um, I just, I'm just saying, Jamal Williams and these guys who are going to have a, a role are really good people to get. Cohen's also another one, which we'll get into the Bears later, but Cohen's another guy who would be a great like buy super low, super late, just on the off chance that he gets some – uh, pass passing down work so and he sorry too. oh no no i'm just saying in general but, like the riders the running backs get real slim real fast this year they do and, and honestly like you everybody out there that's going to be in their draft you're going to see mike davis and miles gaskin chill in there those are your warning signs it's it's the cliff is coming and if you get to that point and you haven't figured out what you're going to do at running back yet off the cliff you go and you're going to be scrounging around for scraps 
And that's just the way that it is in fantasy football this year. There's good value late, though. There, there is, is good value, um, but startable value that you feel. But if you're playing in your home leagues, the guys that we see at the bottom of the, you know, the 100 or the whatever, 50 to 110 range, the people you play against don't see those guys. They don't see them as valuable. Right. So well, it, when they come out with their little magazines and stuff, Trey Sermon's going to be in like the 80s, 90s. And that, that could easily be a winner, a league oh, winner there, right there. They're out. I picked one up at Schnooks. Schnooks is a grocery store for you non-St. Louis listeners. Um, and uh, it's it's funny. It was pretty good. I actually yeah. had a great Well, I was looking at Fantasy Pros right today, and they had Trey Sermon, like, way low. And I was like, man, he is not a 90-something. He should be, like, a 60-something. But whatever. That's We'll see what happens. He's a rookie. I know there's a lot of rookie hesitancy out there. All right. Let's get to this defense. I think there's only like four names that I, I feel comfortable with. We'll see if you all feel differently, but uh, Trey Flowers at defensive end, uh, Romeo Aquora also at defensive end. Uh, Jamie Collins is kind of interesting at linebacker. I like him and Tracy Walker at free safety. Man, you said three names and didn't say Tracy Walker, and I was like, "Come on, Billy!" No, that Tracy Walker is going to rack up the tackle. It's the it's those. Four, I think. So and, Tr- Tracy Walker actually had a pretty down year last year. Um, he did, but he's good though. Like he trades out now. Exactly, it's one of those. Uh, like, you want you want to hold them? Wasn't it a foot sprain all year or something stupid? I think so. Something painful. Like also, Trey Flowers did absolutely nothing last year. He was also dealing with an injury, but um, don't don't be scared. Honestly, Trey Flowers Trey Flowers is great value at defensive line if you're playing IDP. Well, that's what I'm saying. He'd be good late. But other than that, like I don't want Michael Brockers, Jelani Tavai. Jelani Tavai is the steal right now. You're not getting you're not paying price for anything. So Is he going to do something this year? Or? I think he is. He finally got that uh kind of starting job. He kind of played backup in between role the last two years. I drafted him actually 2 I just years think ago. Jamie Collins comes in there and we say goodbye to Jelani Tavai. I think Tavai's more of the coverage guy, though, uh, and and Jamie Collins is the run-stopping guy. So that's why he gets the more tackles. But Jelani Tavai has more passes defended. Depending on how your rankings are set up, he's going to – I think Jelani Tavai is going to have a couple interceptions this year, and it's going to look pretty good. Could be. And why why Jeff, don't you like Brockers this year? I don't, first of all, he's a defensive tackle. Mm. Mm. Fair point. Mm. That's good enough for me. I don't – Plus, I feel like they're going to eat this safe these uh this defensive backfield up. Um, other than Tracy Walker, Jeff Okuda was just abused last year. He, he got the rookie welcoming committee last year. Um, and coming in for Slay, that's a tough job. Well, exactly. And then Will Harris and Cornelder. First of all, Cornelder, amazing name. Second Great. of all, second off, they're just going to feast on that secondary, and it's just open season. Other than Tracy Walker. Start your wide receivers against Detroit. That is probably what I would do. Tracy Walker will get all the tackles. That's the good thing. 15-yard catch, Tracy Walker with the tackle. Yes, 100%. Okay. Anything more to say about the Detroit Lions? I like Michael Brackers. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, fair enough. He's playing defensive end this year, man. Okay. okay. He's, He's doing it. He's doing it. Who's Happy he going to play that. over, Aquara or Trey Flowers? I guess Trey Flowers because Aquara is good. Brockers, so. is a, Brockers is playing defensive tackle. The only good news about Brockers is Detroit's going to be that? losing a lot, and Brockers is going to get a lot of those run-stop tackles. I don't know That's where it. you're getting this defensive tackle shit. 
Well, he's listed as a defensive tackle, the left defensive tackle right now. Maybe he's not going to end up that way. Oh, this depth chart site that we're on that was updated today at 5.30 on the Lions team website. He's they have, not, they have not put a depth chart out, so I know that it, it, that has to be old. No, it's literally on their website as defensive end. I'm not looking at a, at a depth chart or anything. Gotcha. Well, All right, I don't it's know. fine. It's fine. You can no, like we're, Brockers. We're Joe. Right not against you. Him. Can like Brockers. I I would I like drafting him. him on my team. You can have him. All no, you want. God, no, you don't want to draft him. But it's a name to consider. Oh, okay. All right. Fair That's enough. Over under. Over under is four point five. I like that. That's a good number for them. I don't think they'll beat it. I just think that's a good number for them. I think. All right. They got San Fran, Green Bay, Baltimore. You're still feeling good about? Oh, I still got a zero. Hold on, like what? Zero oh and four, zero oh and three, zero oh and three. Sorry, Chicago, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Los Angeles, Rams, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Chicago, Minnesota, Denver, Arizona, Atlanta, Seattle, Green Bay. Nope, they might go zero oh and six. Hell no. Honestly, I'm I'm not betting anything on this ever. They could win five games. Since Cincy and Philly, those are the two I I heard in there. Dude, I don't know why you think the Phillies going to be so bad. You listen to the fucking experts too much, or experts, because Philly is not as bad as everyone thinks it is. Because we had one off. I'm just, I'm just in, kidding. I'm just kidding. Philly's better than this garbage. I don't think. I think this is your number two pick in the draft overall. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're getting themselves. Oh, a new I'm getting Thanksgiving Chicago this year. Awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is this is sad. Okay, well, let's move on to Green Bay. They had a very interesting offseason, as you could say, you know, if you want to say that. Uh, The last dance is moving from Chicago in 98 up to Green Bay in 2021 for one year. Oh, sorry. Real quick. Can we we move back just a little bit? I forgot my offensive line rankings. The Lions offensive line. Guess what it is? 25. 14. Number 10, surprisingly. Wow. So a lot of running room there for Swifty and uh, uh, Jamal Williams. So I, I'm just saying, I think fantasy in your drafts, you need to get Swifty. I'm telling you, Swift, Jamal Williams, and Hawkinson are the only three people that you should immediately be considering. Yeah. And then pick a fucking wide receiver. Keep playing, for fun about saying, keep an eye on the receivers after pick, that. Pick a wide receiver. You, honestly, what's it going to hurt at the end of your bench? You drop him three weeks later. He doesn't do anything. Exactly. Well, all right. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, anyway yes, going to Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is back. Aaron Jones is back. Everybody, everybody on the team's back. And I'm not gonna lie, right off the top, they're gonna have I I feel like there's gonna be some kind of issue, like some kind of chemistry issue. I I don't know. I just don't like when you announce before the season that this is it. Like and I just feel like it's gonna bleed over Went into to the Bulls. I haven't gotten there yet in the last did, season, but... but there was only five guys on that team. And That's the coach fair. was going to leave too after the season. So That's fair. that last dance was a little bit more together than this last dance where, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to leave after the season, but everybody else is still going to be there. So oh, Adam, Adams is definitely gone too. Yeah. hundred percent. Adams, Adams is gone. Um, so we'll just start with the, the wide receivers, Devontae Adams, top three receiver, probably top receiver. Now that top Aaron Rodgers is back. Yeah, and I think that can't really be disputed. Um, Alan Lazard, meh. Oh, agreed. Meh. Yeah, no, you're good. You can, you can continue. 
Uh, Randall Cobb is staying at Aaron Rodgers' house, which is interesting to me. I always love when people stay at other people's houses. There's always a so uns- I do, unspoken connection there. I do have something to say about Randall Cobb. Sure. Stop getting so excited about Randall Cobb. I'm oh, not saying he won't have. Yeah, I'm not saying he won't have a couple of good weeks, and he's an end of bench player. Like especially if anything happens to Adams, obviously he slides into a number one role in quotations there. Um, definitely hurts Amari Rogers' value a little bit, which I'm sure you're getting to. But, Killed it. Um, just honestly, I don't think so because I think Amari Rogers slides into Lazard's spot. I think Lazard has not proven anything. That's why I was just kind of like just move past him real quick. Um, but Randall Cobb, stop getting so excited about him. He hasn't looked that great over the last couple of years. He had one good year, uh, what two years ago in Dallas, but it was Dallas. Like it's Dak. He's gonna th- be able to throw the ball. And last time some- he was good, he was on the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. That was the last yeah. time he like. Well, no, up. actually, two years ago, Cobb had a 800 yard season or something like that on Dallas. But yeah, no, he's. It's not that he's not good. He's old. He's gonna get some work, but it's gonna be more of that like how they use Jimmy Graham a few years back. It's going to be like, oh, let's toss it up to him, give him, give him a quick catch. So it's not one to one comparison. It's not a one to one comparison. What if it's like an Antonio Brown type thing where my mic's been off? He's old, but they kind of use him, you know, use him a little bit more than you would think. But even Antonio Brown, I had him on a team. He had a couple good games, but it wasn't really, he wasn't elite. Like you weren't excited about him. You were just putting him in there because that's what you had. Did you guys have a stuffed animal growing up or anything? Blanket that you just carried around with you all the time made you feel comfortable? I, had, I was like really little, yeah. I had a blanket. Yeah. Randall Cobb my- is Aaron Rodgers' blankie right there. He fucking loves him. I think he's the number two <laughs> easily. I think he's going to have a good season. Okay. I'm thinking 650, two touchdowns. No, he's going to have like six or seven touchdowns. I think so too. Safety blankie. Yeah. But as far as the other guys that are wide receivers on this team, MVS, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, you kind of know what you're getting there. You're getting a five-catch, 100-yard game, or you're getting one catch for 13 yards. Never know what you're going to get. It's it's week to week. If you have a DraftKings lineup, if you want to roll the dice because he's probably cheap on there, go ahead. But other than that, Don't no. even do that. And then Equinomius St. Brown. No, no, don't, don't, don't put, don't, you don't want that kind of headache on your bench where you're never going to actually play him, but you're going to keep talking yourself into like next week will be his week. That would have but, to be like a 40 team, 18 bench spot team where I have him anywhere. hundred percent. And then Amari Rogers, great for dynasty. Maybe leave him on the waiver wire to start out the year. Don't spend draft capital on him. Just, just in case Randall Cobb is actually worth something to this offense, you don't want Amari Rogers clogging that up. All right. Tight end wise, Robert Tunyon. Nope. Yeah. Top 12 tight end? Easily. Yeah. What where what would you feel comfortable taking him at? Before Gerald Everett or after Gerald Everett? Why do you keep bringing up Gerald Everett? He's kind of like the tight. He's like the end of the like twelve team league. Your your first tight end there. I think Gerald Everett will be right at that line. I'd say Tanyan's like seven, seven for me. I have Tanyan at twelve. Twelve. So you have him right at the line. Biggest mistake of your life. 
I don't even have Gerald Everett on my tight end list. Should I? Yeah, he's, yeah. Plays for, he's a starter for Seattle. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't have him on there because they don't use tight ends. <clears throat> Never know. But anyway, Tunyon, he was really good last year, caught a ton of touchdowns. Um, this year, kind of thinking more of the same probably because as we talked about the wide receivers earlier, they haven't gotten any better because they don't do anything at wide receiver other than apparently trade for his safety blankie. And so I think that's actually going to benefit Tunyon, the fact that they didn't actually go out and get anybody. Um, yeah, I think that? Tunyon's going to be even more productive in the red zone. I think. I mean, his hands are obnoxious. He catches everything you throw at the guy. Is it so. Tunyon or Tanyan? I've been pronouncing it Tanyan this whole time. Tanyan. Yeah, me too. Tunyon the onion. <laughs> That's okay. Right. Well, um, yeah, I agree. I think he's the I think he's the red zone target is the thing. Aaron Jones obviously is the red zone person, but if they can't get in, Tunyon will do it. Yeah. RIP to everybody's Jace Sternberger shares. Every, there, he was everybody was a believer of that guy, thinking, man, they took him in the third I round. I traded you a fucking third round for that. He guy. sure as hell did. Loved yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan but, loved it. But yeah, exactly. All <laughs> right, let me get into Good the running joke. backs. Yeah, this isn't your team anyway, so it's nobody's team. Yeah, I know, but you've been taking over. You won't let us talk, man. I just want to talk a little. Talk a little. You waiting for me to tell you when to talk? That is something new on this podcast. <laughs> trying, trying, I'm trying a new. <laughs> That's thing. That's something new in Josh's life, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, um, so I want to talk about these running backs. Aaron Jones is a top ten running back, no matter what way you look at it. Okay, Joe, you can say top five. I still disagree. Um, I have him, I have him at nine behind Chubb and Taylor. Um, biggest mistake you laugh. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I, I just think without Aaron Rodgers, you're right. With with Aaron Rodgers, you're wrong. So I had him a little lower. I actually did boost him up a little bit since Aaron Rodgers came back. I think I had him at like 13 or something. I got him at 11 overall, which is right at the end of the first round. If you pick him, if you want him over Chubb, take him over Chubb. You know what I mean? I don't care. Um, but I'm just saying, everyone knows that Aaron Jones is good. Jamal Williams was pretty good last year on uh, on Green Bay. Um, their offensive line is the 16th ranked offensive line, uh, which is good. Hopefully Bakhtiari is okay. I know he's on the pup list right now. I'm assuming he'll be back for the regular season. Um, but I think people sleep on AJ Dillon a little bit. I think this is another one of those steals as a backup running back that they put in Jamal Williams on drives three or four runs in a row. Like it wasn't a, Oh, let's put him in for one run, one run. It was consecutive drives to keep Aaron Jones healthy because they know how good he is and how valuable it is to the team. So don't sleep on AJ Dillon is what I'm trying to say. Um, not saying take him over Aaron Jones. I'm not. I'm not Billy. I'm not going to say Pollard is better than Zeke. Um, but definitely don't don't forget about AJ Dillon. I think a lot of people are. Uh, unless you're in Dynasty, you're probably not even don't even know who he is. So just just think about it. Um, Aaron Jones, obviously great. Both running backs are great. I think it's going to be a great backfield. I agree, hundred percent. Absolutely. I think that both could have the potential to be relevant on the team. And I think Aaron Jones is going to win you some leagues because he's probably going to be probably when you have that, the, the, whatever the flip between first and second round, he'll probably be right there. I, I think say. that's what, I think that's what I like the most about Aaron Jones there is I would feel comfortable grabbing Aaron Jones and Adams or Diggs or someone, you know, that's probably, probably what you're looking at there. Right at that 11, 12 Could you imagine spot. grabbing Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams? I mean, it sounds scary, but honestly, I'd be all about it. You'd Back feel, it up with Rodgers in the You'd feel the comfortable. Seven. You would feel comfortable. I would feel real bad about that. I don't know why. Having all three Green Bay, it would just be like, oh, shit, if this, this last dance is a 
not the Bulls' last dance. We're fucked. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. So he took the entire offseason off and vacation and had parties, went to the Kentucky Derby and Hawaii, went and hung out with his now wife or just fiance still. I can't remember. But fiance. fiance. I, don't follow, I don't follow current events. Yeah, I bet you don't. And uh, so he's been hanging out all offseason. Um, he's just going to come back and be as good as ever, right? We don't yeah. have any yeah. probably top six quarterback. I have him at number six. So my thing is, is last year, everyone slept on Aaron Rodgers. I think Joe got him in like the, as the 10th wide quarterback off the board. I don't know what it is about veteran quarterbacks that everyone gets so excited about the young guy. Like Josh Allen, obviously won people leagues, but Lamar Jackson obviously did not. Uh, So like everyone always forgets about Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, even like all the next year. That's not true. People still go for Tom Brady, Uh, but people kind of forget about the veterans. And I don't know what it is about Aaron Rodgers, but I think he's like, eighth in uh pff quarterback I, I something like that it's 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 not bad but it's not great like i i have him at six i have him over dak actually i think stafford is... kind of has a little bit going on this year of that people will kind of forgetting about him and uh argu- well not even arguably a better team like better oh, yeah. better receiving this will be... had for calvin yeah since calvin this will be the best uh group that he's had to throw to and now that he doesn't have a running back really i mean he does have daryl henderson but not a lot matt stafford probably is the one's being slept on right now just like aaron Rodgers was last year but stafford's not aaron Rodgers. he is not all right on to the defense um joe you want to talk some defense since i'm dominating the conversation apparently <laughs> you're dominating this conversation um so Kenny Clark, he's obviously a tackle. Uh, if you if you start defensive uh, defensive tackles, he's a probably top five in that one. Uh, he had a little bit of a down year last year, but I think he's going to bounce back a little bit. They had some weird chemistry problems on the line last year, um, but uh, you got Preston Smith, who he could be good. I'm really interested in Devondre Campbell this year. I've tried to trade for him a couple times; it has not happened. Um, but you're really looking at Zadarius Smith here. He's an absolute stud. Uh, fuck Adrian Amos. I hate that guy. And Jir Alexander is one of the best to do it at cornerback. So it's really all I'm interested in on the defense. Nope. You're not, you're not wrong. Cause obviously everything you said was right. But except for that last part, Chris Barnes is a absolute steal. And if you can get him in dynasty, he might even be on a waiver wire. Dude had 80 tackles in his rookie season. He only played 10 games or started 10 games. Sorry. Um, came in and he has looked phenomenal um i just absolutely love this guy he's gonna be he's not gonna be zadarius smith obviously but um he's gonna ha- he's gonna get the he's gonna sweep up on the inside there um uh, kamal martin isn't anything to write home about as of yet so no, let me let me steal something from you i forgot my sleeper Rashawn gary he is uh absolute sleeper for me this year at defensive end I agree yeah what do so, we, anyway, what do we think of uh, Preston Smith? We think he's going to come back in, and be anything, or has the ship sailed on him? I know he had to. Everybody was kind of thinking a lot of him last year, and then he kind of didn't deliver. I think he's a Rad Kerrigan, just a, a kind of rotation more so than anything. Like he'll, he'll still have his plays, but I don't think you're looking at 10, 10 sacks or anything like that. Okay. I think Kirksey kind of fucked him last year because they kept trying to run Kirksey on blitzes up Preston Smith's side right there, which kind of relegated him to blocking and trying to get up there a little bit. So he could have a better year this year. Definitely could. Darnell, like Darnell Savage is my guy, though. I picked him up last year. 
uh, in Dynasty, and I'm happy to have as many shares of him this year as I can. Also, fantastic name. But fuck Adrian 100%. Amos. <laughs> Amos, well, Trade thing about honestly, I, I actually saw something on Jordan's pod the other day, or maybe it was just his Twitter, but someone was talking about, would you rather not have free safeties? No, I would rather have strong safeties. Free safeties play a little closer up. They don't really get the tackles as much. Uh, they're really strong safeties are really the last guy there. And I think that's why they get more play than free safeties. And Adrian Amos, honestly, just not that good. I don't care how good he is. He can go fuck himself. No, but let's, you know, let's <laughs> talk about their first round pick. That's not going to be a starter this year for the second year in a fucking row. They drafted a guy that's not going to start on their football team. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, Eric Stokes was a second-round player, and everybody had him graded out that way, and they took him in the first round, and he's not going to start for them. And you wonder why Aaron Rodgers is mad. Yep. They keep trying to fill that cornerback slot when you could just go to the free agency and go buy one. Like, just go buy one. 100%. So, all of you in punter leagues, J- J.K. Scott's actually really fucking talented. Um, so, he's a big name. He's a talented guy. He's a really good punter, um, but he doesn't punt, so don't draft him. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you said he's a big good, name guy. Good punter, yeah. guys. Dude, you got to watch the punters, man. <laughs> hey, oh as, as one of our good friends would say, they're on there just as much as the other special oh, teams, Jesus guys. <laughs> or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't quote me on that one. No. Who is that? Davis? Davis. Oh, yeah. It was about defense because we were talking Shout about D, man. Speaking of people back. Welcome back to Missouri. For sure. All right. Green Bay's over-under is 10 games. Oh, I guess that means I should do something here. Yeah. Um, Let's I mean, see. I'm going to take the over. I preemptive over. Too. Preemptive. 10 games. They finally mm-hmm. came out with an over for him. They did. Finally. We waited long enough. So we all got, right, uh, first of all, he's going to take on either Taysom or Jameis in New Orleans. And then we got Detroit, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Cincy, Chicago, Washington, Arizona, Kansas City, Seattle, Minnesota, Los Angeles, Chicago, Baltimore, Cleveland, Minnesota, and Detroit. Is this the first team the lions and the packers that didn't play tampa bay and kansas city i think so i did play kansas city though which that'll be a great game yeah um yeah i I had 11 just on quick count so yeah but and they could win any of those games is the thing they're not a bad they're definitely going to be in all every game that they're playing so yeah i would say they could go 12 and 5 that wouldn't shock me as a bears fan i'm gonna put 20 bucks on the under and move along from there. What's, What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns, and quickly I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017 suggested trade values and a whole lot more including unique write-ups unique videos that will only be available within the ultimate idp index but to me probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly so you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league 
at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. Go join that Black Ops tier. Season's coming up. You're going to want those rankings and those nuggets and news. And Jordan's updating it every day. You're going to want that in your life. So go sign up now. Uh, There's rumors next season that he might be coming out with an offensive version of the IDP index. I guess it'd be called the – I don't even know. The IOP index, I guess. I don't really know. But there's rumors that he's going to come out with one. We'll see. It's a lot of work, so I'm sure that he's – not going to be happy if I'm saying that and he doesn't do it, but whatever. He's IDP just giving away, man. He's building that thing. IDP index, go join it. It's a lot of good information. Um, we'll probably have to have another conversation about that before the season starts so that you don't lose your IDP leagues. So, with all that being said, Joe, let's go to Chicago. I said, let's not go to the Bears. Going to the Bears. Going to the Windy City, the second city. Going to the Windy City. All right. Um, I just want to say how thankful and how excited Bears fans are to have Justin Fields have a little glimmer of hope. Uh, in fact, on family day, they actually went out to Soldier Field and played. And Justin Fields, the whole crowd went nuts when he handed off on an end around. So you know how the fans feel about this. Um, but let's start off here. Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. It's been good watching spirals being thrown through the air and not the ducks that we were seeing from Foles and Trubisky last year. We do still have the highest paid third stringer in the history of the NFL on our team. So we need to do something with that. Andy, give him a call. What? Super Bowl MVP on your team. Dude, fuck Nick Foles. Andy, give us a call, man. Um, No, I really think – I think Andy Dalton starts this season. I think he does well enough to keep the job for the majority of the season there. It really depends on what the record is on if we see fields and when we see fields. But uh, I think Andy Dalton could be successful here. I mean, he's going to be good enough to sustain Allen Robinson and Mooney. You, you disagree, Bill? No, get fields in week one. Let's go. I, dude, I would love I to see you, it. But I'm, I'm a realist here. I'm a realist here. I don't think it. Um, you said that Alan about Robinson, Lance. man. What? Uh, real quick, he said that about Lance too. You do not start a rookie when you have a valuable starter. Obviously, Andy Dalton is not great. I was Andy about to Dalton say valuable, is, valuable who? No, Andy Dalton valuable. Someone, someone who can win two to three games in their first four games. Yes, absolutely. If you can, if you can go seventy five percent, absolutely keep Dalton in. Let let Fields learn the the process. Well, do not lose. put him in immediately. The problem is if they, if they go 75%, they're, they're not taking him out. Which... Definitely not. And they're going to lose against the Rams week one, so I'm not worried about wait, wait, hold up, Hold up. Good. Hold up. Let's back this up real quick. You want Fields to start week one. 100%. We haven't even gotten to this line yet, Billy. I don't want this line protecting Justin Fields for from anything, let alone an, the Rams. I, I have a number. Uh, I don't know when you want to hear it, but just let me know. But uh, I don't, it's uh, I'm going to dive into that. You can tell me your number, but I'm, I'm going to dive into this a little bit. So it's six, we know Alan Robinson. Five, what? Six, three, six, five, five, four. <laughs> so we know Alan Robinson. He's going to be a stud this year. He is probably one of the best possession slash big play guys in the league. Um, he is very, very disrespected, but I think Alan Robinson is going to have a big year. 
The one that I'm um, really excited to see this year is Mooney. I think Andy Dalton can actually complete a pass downfield to Darnell Mooney, which will be very exciting to watch. Um, the slot third receiver gets kind of funky here. We got Marquise Goodwin, Demir Bird, both really good options there. And Daz Newsom's a sleeper for you there, kid out of North Carolina. Um, once they traded Miller, I think Demir Bird kind of solidified his spot right there in the slot. And I do think he has valuable or uh, value right there in a deeper league, deep dynasty or something. He's a stash. Just go ahead and watch it. Um, running backs, David Montgomery. I think he's a league winner. I really do. Um, where he's going right now, I predict a monster year for him. There's he's- news coming out that Tariq Cohen is probably still several weeks away from even returning to practice. So mm-hmm. I don't think we see Tariq Cohen in the first couple of weeks, probably first four weeks of the season. I think Damian Williams is a great backup to have on your team since we're talking about your Jamal Williams and all that stuff. Andy Dalton has already developed a connection with this dude, and he's connecting on him with a lot of passes in practice. So I really should've, like should have been Williams. Super Bowl MVP, Damian. Should have been, should have been. It was a phenomenal signing, nonetheless. Uh, Khalil Herbert's probably going to get some run on special teams. I don't think he's worth anything this year, but he's a name to keep your eye on. Uh, Cole Komet, I think this is the year he finally jumps in and takes that next step. I think I he's a. I would have loved to see Graham get the hell out of Chicago and give Komet Save the job. Save a ton of fucking money too if they'd done. They that. had the opportunity to get rid of him, and I get why. I get why they didn't, but at the same time, Komet can be that guy. Just give him the opportunity. He can't. It doesn't hurt having Jimmy there. I mean, he's a red zone guy at this point in his career. It doesn't hurt, especially with the rookie on the field. Um, and then they signed Jesse James from Detroit, which um, apparently Justin Fields absolutely fucking loves this guy. So. Andy Reid coaching tree right there. Yeah. Getting evidence. If Justin Fields starts, uh, stash Jesse James for whatever reason. I don't know, but he seems to like him. Um, getting into this line, the Bears drafted Tevin Jenkins this year. He is very solid. A lot of people had a first round grade on him, but Chicago being Chicago plays players in positions that they don't naturally play in. We drafted James Daniels, who is a hell of a center, and we put him at guard. We drafted Cody Whitehair, who is a hell of a guard, and we put him at center. And then we drafted Tevin Jenkins, who is a hell of a right tackle, and put him at left tackle and shipped Charles Leno away, and Tevin Jenkins is already hurt. I have um, a note. Yeah, I was about to say, I have a note on Tevin Jenkins is, yeah, they switched him positions from where he played in college, and he hasn't practiced yet. Like, yeah. What, what are the fuck are they doing the blind side Billy, Billy, it's not ideal okay like it's, not, it's the worst thing you can do to this kid like he's gonna I, get beat and it's, it's gonna be so mad at him and i don't like, understand why we do this man this is the I best don't... time to throw out that number offensive line ranking number 28 yeah it's uh that's probably pretty accurate there um i watched alex bars play last year he looked pretty solid and sam mustafer honestly i think they need to put mustafer in center put alex bars at right guard cody whitehair Back at guard, probably tried Daniels at it, at the tackle instead of in in Fetty. I do not like that guy at all. But anyway, enough of the line talk. Um, it worries me a little bit about David Montgomery, but still, I think they he did it last year. Your, yeah, but- don't get your shit twisted. Um, Nagy is still playing for his job right now, or coaching for his job, and I think he saw that Montgomery is going to be the success for that one. So I'm excited about the Bears. I don't. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of fantasy value, I think, but I don't know how many wins we're going to have. Um, defense. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's go back to the offense what? real quick. I, I had a couple things to say about this team. Yeah. 
Um, for one, I already kind of said my commit piece. I think that that dude is the starter and a top 10 tight end at some point. Not right now, obviously. Uh, but Montgomery, uh, back to the league winner talk. Joe's not wrong. He's not being a homer here. Like Montgomery is su- stupid undervalued. And I don't know if it's because Cullen's coming back or because their offense flying sucks or the change of quarterback. I don't know why that would matter, but um, Montgomery had a career year last year. What was he? Number like eight four, I think four, yeah. four running back. Yeah, no, like he looked great. Um, I just absolutely love David Montgomery and the fact that he's so disrespected uh, at like the number 17 or 18 running back off the board. I have him at 14 right behind Miles Sanders and Najee Harris, which I don't even think Miles Sanders deserves to be that high, but that's where he's actually at in rankings. But uh, think about Montgomery in that end of second round, early third round. That's the time to grab him before people are even thinking about him because he's low down there. And I would absolutely take him over Joe Mixon. And no offense, Swift, but yeah, I would definitely take. I don't know. That's a tough one. We'll have that discussion here soon. I still got to do my rankings. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I hate if if Justin Fields is starting. By the way, fire up Allen Robinson. That yeah. that that'll be my guy if it's Justin Fields starting. I think Justin Fields is going to lock in on Allen Robinson, and that man's going to get the most targets he's ever had. Be locked in on Allen Robinson, no matter what. He had Trubisky throwing on the ball the last three years, and he's I agree. still been I great. just think if Justin Fields is there, you're going to get a more crisp Dude, ball. he throws a great deep ball, too. I think mm-hmm. Mooney's going to have a big year if he gets in. Even with Dalton. Dalton's always been well, pretty we'll see good. We'll see what happens. See, that's the other thing. Nagy, to save his job, is going to have to throw in Fields. He's going to have to throw in Fields. Yeah, I want to I go back to that, too, because, Joe, you said something about later, whatever, week five, latest. That's yeah. what I call Latest. Unless they're 5-0. and but then again, they they took out uh, Trubisky when they were like four and one, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say five they and matters. They weren't four and one because of Trubisky, though. To be they fair. weren't, but I mean, that they took out a quarterback having a good record, so that could easily happen. They're going to be getting those uh, um, chants right away. The Fields chants are going to be. I, I will be on this podcast chanting it as well. All right, sorry. Get to your get to your Bears defense, Joe. Sorry, yeah. defense. Oh, defense is sick, guys. I don't, I don't know what else I have to say about this defense. Um, getting Eddie Goldman back. So funny story, Eddie Goldman, he opted out last year. He came back. He was out of shape, and then he got injured, and now he's on the COVID-19 list. So not the best start of camp for him, the best return. But uh, if we get him back in the middle, it really frees up Nichols and Hicks to really tear up the inside of the offensive line. And then Cleo Mack and Robert Quinn to work on the outside. Um we got Jeremiah Atichow from Denver, who I think was a solid pick. We got Travis Gibson, who has been shown out in camp. This team went from having no depth at the beginning of the season or like during free agency to having a surprising amount of depth there. Uh, Mario Edwards is going to be floating around on that area too. Um, Roquan and Trevathan are a hell of a one-two punch at linebacker. Roquan's one of the best in the game and Trevathan's fast as hell. So, he can uh, he can keep up the middle there. Um, I'm not super pumped about Robert Quinn, but I would say I'm hopeful for him this year. I think there's an opportunity where he puts something together for us here. Uh, Jalen Johnson, I, shipping Kyle Fuller out was rough, but uh, Jalen Johnson, I, I think he can do it as the one. I don't think that Desmond Trufant's going to hold on to that second 
cornerback job. Your I think sec- hit- your secondary is a problem, Joe. The yeah. defensive line and no, the no, linebackers no, no, no. are good. The the secondary the secondary some- is really not too much of a problem though. It's Kendall Vilder is going to take Trufant's spot. I really okay. think so. He's been shown out in camp, and those okay. two cornerbacks, Jalen Johnson showed it. Man, he's kind of a shutdown guy. He does get burned every once in a while, but. You got Eddie Jackson back there who is not afraid to just lay someone the hell out. And uh, Tashawn Gibson is a really good strong safety for us. He really kind of went under the radar last year, but that was a hell of a signing as well. Uh, If you're in a punter league, Pat O'Donnell pummels the fucking ball. Get him on your team. I imagine we're going to stall out a decent amount, so get him. What do you, you guys got on the defense? Punter shit, man. Man, I gotta keep it. I gotta keep it going. It's so funny. Well, obviously Roquan's gonna be one of the top players taken in your your IDP drafts, and for good reason too. He's very good. Um, Khalil Mack. We I think we talked about this a little bit last week. He's kind of old. Probably needs. I think he's got one one less last ride left in him. I think. You know, uh, at, at least he's our one. age. Well, he's old for football. Hey, what he his body has seen in his lifetime is way more than we've seen in our lifetime, and we've done a ton of drinking. So, dude, he one handed flipped a three hundred and fifteen pound man last year. So, I think he's I, fine. I think Max. I think this is his comeback year. Honestly, I, he's I, in his I, prime. I Drunkenly, I think you could do that too, Joe. I think you could flip a three hundred and fifty pound man drunk. I think you Let's could do try that. it. I've actually seen Angry Joe, and yes, he could. <laughs> Drink, drink, Rejo. He gets the you strength. wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The strength of a Khalil Mack. <laughs> but yeah, you you hit it dead on the head. Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack are your two big guys you're drafting here. I think Robert Quinn has a chance. Eddie Jackson, I don't know what happened with him. Those interception, that interception year was really cool. But after that, it's kind of been obviously consistent football play. But for dynasty or for fantasy purposes, it's been okay play. Got a bad stash for later. No, Sean, Sean Diossi is taking over the defense this year. This is kind of an interesting fact. So he's always, he was a Fangio guy. He's actually the longest tenured Chicago bears coach um, on there, but he was, he was a Fangio guy and uh, he's taking over the defense. So I think we're going to see more of a 2018 Chicago bears defense uh, instead of the Chuck Pagano kind of let the uh, offense do whatever they want sort of defense. Um, So I'm pretty high on, I think Eddie Jackson, is going to have a little bit of a bounce back here. I mean, what do you have, like eight interceptions that one It was ridiculous. Yeah, it happen. wasn't sustainable, yeah, it was. obviously. But, it's like uh, three back to touchdowns. The, it was fun, though. Back to the special teams, though. Um, Joe was talking about how great the punter is. Don't get their kicker. And it's not even because it's Cairo Santos. Just because their kickers are cursed. Oh, God. No, we're no. past this. We're, we're past it. Shut no, up, Josh. Devil don't curse. Um, if you guys have a IDP league and you have a taxi squad a really cool name to look at is charles snowden he is a he was an undrafted free agent but i i don't know how he went undrafted he had some uh personality issues off the field stuff but uh this dude's a stud and i really am excited to see how that plays out over his career for sure and then are we interested alec olgatree just signed there today are we you know, are we going to make he going to make any rosters for IDP or just going to have to be kind of it'll be interesting to see how they use them. We need depth behind Roquan and Trevathan and Christian Jones is already injured. So probably situational. Yeah. Josh Woods has been a pretty good in his career there, but I think Ogletree kind of solidifies that depth there. They're probably going to rotate him and Trevathan a little bit. I'd imagine. I don't think Roquan leaves the field that much. 
So I, they can't allow that. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I, I think it's more of a depth move. I think it was a hell of a smart, signing, though. Great signing. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, he's a good. He's really good. Um, I don't know why he's it's taking this long for him to get a job. He got injured last year on the Jets, and I think they're probably waiting until he got healthy again. Probably so. Okay, we want to go to the over-under? Yep. Looking at I mean, 7.5. Oh, shit. Take it. All right, we got L.A. Rams, Cincy, Cleveland, Detroit, Las Vegas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, San Fran, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Detroit, Arizona, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, New York Giants, and Minnesota to end the season. Oh, that was an ugly. It's I a really eight. fucking rough schedule. I, I barely had eight. I got six. Unless Justin Fields gets in there, baby. Fuck yes. Take the over if it's Fields. Yeah, that's. I tough, believe. Man. I believe in Fields. I think he's better. You believe in rookies. You always believe in rookies. Rookies fail sometimes. Nobody Not saying believed, Fields is going to fail. Nobody but. believed in Justin Herbert last year. Look at him being a stud. Honestly, out of that five Justin games Herbert last there. year. Who did? I don't think you believed in Justin Herbert last year. Nobody did. I, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Nobody believed in him. I'm just pretending like you believed in him. I didn't pretend anything. I said, no, look at Justin Fe- or Herbert. Nobody believed in him, and he went to be a stud. He's, he went ham. ham if we up. trade Nick Foles, we will automatically get the over. Just wow. saying. You think he, you think that a curse is because of him? Yeah, it's just bad juju, man. I don't like it. Interesting. If All right. somehow Fields and Dalton got injured, Nick Foles would lead that team to the Super Bowl. No. I'm done. I'm done. On, on, a, on a side note, if please do, yes. if Trubisky ever gets a chance to start at, in Buffalo, I'm going to laugh my ass off when he's a stud. Probably will be. That yeah. would be just to spite you all. Yeah. Doubt. All right, Josh, take us to Minnesota. Minnesota. Now, some of you thinking, who's who? Who can I draft on Minnesota? Who did? Pretty much every everyone. Like, I mean, they don't have a third. They don't have a third receiver. All right, real quick, Dalvin Cook. I think last year was T.D. Westbrook. Okay, okay. All right, Uh, sorry to slow your roll. No, no, no. Just saying. Okay, Homer. Basically, (laughs) Um, I like T.D. Westbrook, but yeah, okay. Um, So I think last year was Dalvin Cook's real breakout year. I don't think anyone ever actually thought of him as elite. He was kind of that like in that Montgomery status, like second round kind of guy, like not even, I guess Montgomery does, isn't even getting that kind of characteristic, but uh, Dalvin cook is a man is the man. Um, he has had a thousand yards and more and 10 plus touchdowns, 13 and 16, the last two years, respectively um, draft him. You're drafting him. You're not thinking about it twice, like top five, you're going to top three, probably depending on where you want him. Uh, grab him, draft him. Uh, Madison has a great backup. You can grab him at, at uh, any time later in the later in the draft. If you got Cook, you don't have Cook. Who's breathing into the microphone? Billy. God damn it! I didn't know if you were doing that on purpose. All right. Anyway, let's get back to it. Madison, grab him if you got Cook. Grab him if you don't have Cook. Could be a good backup. Um, so Jefferson and Thielen. I uh, got a little. I got a little presentation here to show. If you look over to your screens, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jefferson obviously broke out and had 1400 yards last year and everyone loves him and he's probably going to do it again, or at least something. I mean, obviously those numbers are pretty big. They're probably not going to be exactly that, but he's going to hit a thousand yards. He's going to trust rookies seven plus touchdowns. Sophomore slumps hurt. Hey, because of the one good thing that happened out of a rookie, like the best rookie, you can't compare that to everyone. Anyway, 
last uh, the last two years before Jefferson was there, Diggs was in that role and had 1,100 yards in 2019 and 1,000 uh, yards in 2018, six and nine touchdowns respectively. Thielen, on the other hand, which everyone ignores and thinks that he needs to slide down draft boards, had 14 touchdowns last year. 14. Draft him. Don't don't even think about it. 900 yards. Year before he was injured. Uh, just 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 don't don't worry about that. 2018, 1300 yards, nine touchdowns, and 2017, 1200 yards and four touchdowns. Thielen and Jefferson are both fantasy relevant. I personally like drafting Thielen because what your the price tag that you're getting on Jefferson. I think they're both. What? Thielen's a steal. Thielen is absolutely a steal. I have him at like 19, and I think that's low. Um, of wide receiver. I got him in the fifth round on underdog the other day, and I was like, how the fuck did that just happen? Yeah, you're getting him after. Well, I think Kenny Galladay is a little bit behind him. I have Galladay right before him. You're getting him after Amari Cooper and CD Lamb, which who knows if one of those will take off and be the number one, and one will just be the number two. Robert Woods, DJ Moore is right there too. I like him actually a lot. Healthy, by the way. And who knows anything about Dak? So I'm just saying, don't Dak forget is about fine. Thielen. You're drafting Jefferson if you can get him. I just don't like the price tag on him right now. I get it. Like he's good. I have him high. Like I have him ranked as number seven. So I mean, I can't. I can't say anything about it. Anyway, who's the number three wide receiver on this team? You ask. DD. Joe. Irv Smith. Thank you. It's Irv Smith. Was that right? He's yeah, a tight end. Right. Yeah, yes, I get it. I'm just saying. <laughs> This is a Kyle Pitts situation. He's so we can't count Kyle Pitts as a receiver, but you can have it. I'm just it was, it was a joke because there's no third wide right, right receiver. DD Westbrook might play a role. Beeb might play a role. Beavers, um, but no. Irv uh, had five touchdowns last year with Rudolph on the field. Um, I mean, he was injured a couple games, I think. Um, and then I have a fun fact stat about Irv Smith at Alabama. Yeah, we're going back to college. 710 yards on 44 receptions. That's and seven touchdowns. And that's with Waddle, Judy, Ruggs, Devonta Smith, and, you know, Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, all on the field as well. So he was able to command that. Obviously, it's college. It's completely different. I get it. A lot of people on the field, a lot of, a lot of offensive points, and it's Alabama. But able to get 710 yards and 44 receptions. He had the same amount of yards per catch as Ruggs, the next Tyree kill, as people say, uh, last year. Anyway, sorry, just saying. Irv Smith without Kyle Rudolph this year is going to have a monster year. I'm personally projecting projecting 700 yards, eight touchdowns. I know that's probably a bit of a homer and that puts him at like probably tight end, like seven, but I think that he's easily within the tight end top 10 tight ends. And right now he's being drafted as the 13th tight end. So buy him. If you're, if you, if you wait on tight ends and you don't grab one of the top five or top six and you're sitting there and you're looking at your Gerald Everett's go get yourself an Irv Smith. Grab someone else too. I would not bank on this being your only tight end, but throw him as your backup. Even uh, I'm buying Irv Smith all day, every day. I'm buying all this team really. Uh, Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, I don't, I don't really like, but he puts up fancy points. Dude, Kirk Cousins is your sleeper this year, mm-hmm. especially nope. with this COVID shit that's happening. It's pushing him even further down boards now that Rogers is back. He's going even further down. I mean, that's my sleeper. That's my quarterback in the tenth. Irv Smith is my tight end sleeper. I just hate. I love it. I just, I just don't like Kirk Cousins. No one likes Kirk Cousins. That's the beauty of it. He's boring. That's Kirk why Cousins like, doesn't like Kirk Cousins. He puts up the numbers, though. It reminds me of Baker Mayfield, man. Like that's that's what I get from him. He's better than Baker Mayfield. No I know, does. but it just he reminds me of him. Baker Mayfield's not good. That's why I said that. He's, but he's not boring. 
Um, anyway, uh, anyone got anything else to add to this offense? I am still waiting. Since 2015, I have been waiting on this, and I don't think it's going to happen this year. But one of these years, it may happen. The Amir Abdullah breakout. <laughs> I knew that's yeah, what you were going to say. <laughs> God, it's got to happen one of these years. He got screwed in Detroit, man. And then he, he went did. to Minnesota, who they had Dalvin Cook. So it was like, nah, man, you're never playing. I'm telling you, one of these years, man, he's going to have a big game at some point in his life. That's great. <laughs> I hope it's not this year. Uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook drafting Irvin Irv Smith is way late, but you should absolutely. He, if he's if he's in free agency after the draft, I will be disappointed. If not, go swoop. Him. If he is, go swoop him up. Thielen and Jefferson, you're grabbing. I think Thielen gets great value here. Jefferson, obviously, you're buying what he was last year, and that scares me because that's hard to replicate. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm still not not drafting him if he's there, and I got a good opportunity to grab wide receiver there. Um, onto the defense. Uh, Daniel Hunter is. A oh, monster. can I say one more thing on offense? Oh yeah, quick? go ahead. Um, just in case it it's on your draft board and it hasn't been updated yet, Ola BC Johnson tore his ACL, so Rip. he is not the third wide receiver on Minnesota. I just don't want anybody to fall into the that trap because I'm sure if you order your stickers for your fantasy board, he's going to be on there. And I just you know, I feel like it's just a public service announcement. If you were planning on drafting him, give us a shout out at Offensive Points on Twitter, and I will come to your house and punch you. Or so. join the best ball league, either one. Yeah, or do you that. Just, just join the best ball league. Do it. We need one and more I won't, to draft. I won't punch you if you join the best ball league. Also, I said rip as in RIP to BC Johnson, not rip as in his ACL tearing. I just <laughs> you're going to get us canceled, Josh. I said that <laughs> yeah. afterwards, and I was no, I don't ever wish injuries on people. We talked about this last pod or two pods ago, whatever. Anyway, on the defense, God, I hate the people that wish injuries on players never the worst i hate them no. or say rip after a devastating acl tear. i meant r.i.p i i i it was an actor he was really on a tear guys we all know this uh, okay let's be done <laughs> uh anyway so uh your boy daniel hunter is being drafted as what he is top 10 defensive end i don't know exactly where he ranks i need to look at the uh the, the black ops tier again um, and then uh mr harrison smith has been a uh, fantastic faithful for minnesota uh, they did grab Xavier Woods to fill in at free safety, which should be really interesting. Um, I like their, uh, and then of course, can't even talk about their, I mean, not really fancy relevant, but Patrick Peterson signing is phenomenal. That yeah. Lucky, was- lucky with the news that came out this week, huh? When they lost a quarterback to uh, just getting, needing to get him fired. Poor Jeff Gladney. I'm just yeah, playing. Okay. Don't not poor Jeff Gladney. Poor <laughs> Jeff Gladney. Talk about getting <laughs> canceled. Okay. <laughs> We're called offensive points. People <laughs> I get said offended. JK after it. JK Rowling. Anyway, Rashad Breland is phenomenal too. I don't know when they added. Was that was this? Was that the off season too? No, he, uh, I think he was there last year. Okay, there last year. I know no, he's from this year originally. Pat Peterson joined. Anyway, um, great defensive backs, which should make that defense kind of propel them to a top fifteen defense uh, back to where they used to be. Um, and then linebackers, Eric Hend- Eric Kendricks is back in action, and they got rid of Eric Wilson, um, top five linebacker, top five linebacker, easy. Um, but there is, I mean, they got some people behind him, but it's it's not Eric Wilson anymore. So uh, Kendricks needs to stay healthy. Bar, uh, not really super fancy relevant, but definitely uh, serviceable. Uh, can be pretty good, and then. I don't, I don't know if you guys got anyone else to add, but I'm not really excited about anyone fantasy wise. No, th- this is a good defense though. They had a bad year last year. I think they're going to, I think, I think it's going to be better this year than it was last year. So 
look for all those numbers th- that you were expecting from the Minnesota defense last year to bounce back and be good this year. And, and that's just what I think personally. I think they yeah. be better. Those that uh, those that play defensive special teams and haven't made it to IDP yet, which go to IDP. But if you're playing defensive special teams, Vikings is actually a good sleeper. I think I got them 100%. as like the eighth defense off the board. Like it's they're not super highly ranked. It's not. I, I but I really like this. Honestly, mostly what I like about this is their defensive backs. Like they are going to shut down some wide receivers, yep. uh, which should be really fun for those divisional games because there are some pretty good receivers in the divisional games. Other than the Lions. So, it'd be anyway. easy to shut them down because nobody's going to know who they're throwing to. <laughs> Hawkinson, I guess. I yeah, guess Ken Jones so. will be on Hawkinson. <laughs> yeah. <Swift. laughs> well, Draft yeah, there you go. Get Swifty. What's their over-under? Their over-under is nine games. Damn. Now, how'd they get this cupcake-ass schedule? Um, it's another reason. Cincy, Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland, Detroit, Carolina, Dallas, Baltimore, yep, over. LA Chargers, Green Bay, San Francisco, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Los Angeles, Green Bay, Chicago. So this is why I put on our uh, Offensive Points Twitter handle the other day. I was like, would anybody be shocked if Minnesota won this division? And it's because if you if you listen, if you look through that schedule one time, you're like, man, this this is not going to be difficult to win. Like, can I take back? Can I rescind my fireball bet? What'd you bet? Oh, with the Minnesota Bears being, being over yeah. the Vikings? No, that's a tough break for you. That was a um, real tough break. I should look at the schedules because that sh- is should have, as Joe but, would say, a cupcake ass schedule. That's why. That's why I put that out on our uh, thing because I'm like, you know, if you look at that schedule and you look at the talent they have, I mean, Kirk Cousins. I, I still don't have faith in him. So, yeah, but like for fantasy this year. I like him for fantasy. I don't you want think a, you a, want a piece of this offense. Like okay, Dalvin so this, Cook, you're gonna want Dalvin Cook. Like, oh all all of them. I like all four of them. Yes. I would say five, but there's no third wide receiver. Um, but Kirk, on the other hand, I get that he's he's good, but and has been good, but I just I don't have faith in him. He's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's he, a fantasy winning quarterback, and that's what we're talking yeah. about. Top ten fantasy quarterback. Um, I'm going under on that. Let's see what I got him ranked as. I'm taking the under. I got Kirkus at 16. But I do have Deshaun Watson above him. So, on what? That Kirk Cousin finishes as a top 10 fantasy quarterback? I'll take that. Against, obviously. Right. Like you, 11 or lower, you win. Oh, no, no, no. I want 9.5 then. Okay, but if I'm saying he's a top 10 quarterback, that would encompass 10. I know, but still, though, he could easily finish us 10. I got Tannehill right there right now. Stafford. Okay, 10, it's a push. How about that? 10 push? Okay, deal. Too many fireball bets going on about Minnesota, though. I do want to point out that if Minnesota is going to do it that's this year because the Saints are struggling, and uh, that's usually the, the big showdown right there is Minnesota and the Saints there, so... They're probably both going to fall off at the same time, I'd imagine. So I'm going to go the under on it, actually. It's Minnesota. You are, you are dude, Joe, you do this every week. You you look at the one where we're all like, well, that's definitely obvious that, right? And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to zag. Everybody, I'm going to zig. You're on to me, Bill. I'm going to zag everybody's zig. I've watched enough fair. NFC North 
fucking football to know that Minnesota loses stupid the, ass games. The Saints the have the Vikings number, dude. Look back at the NFC, uh, whatever divisional round, whenever the Eagles won the Super Bowl. The Vikings have the Saints the, number. Exactly. The Vikings oh. have the Saints number. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's my bad. Yeah, you're right. Minneapolis Miracle. Yeah, never mind. My bad. I rescind that. For sure. Bet the under. You're going to thank me. I'm not betting the under. Do it. All right. Well, do we want to get to closing points? Football tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's football. I was about to say, I have, I definitely have one. Josh, you can, you can go first. I'm pretty sure I probably said this before too, so I don't. It's not a huge, it's not huge news, but um, camp news is exciting. We're all excited about it. Um, Obviously, the injuries are not exciting, and nobody really likes that, except for those weird fucking assholes who get off on that. Uh, But it's camp news. Like there was a thing that came out about Irv Smith today that said he's looking really good in red zone targets. Yeah. It's easy to look good whenever you're playing against your team, you know, um, camp news is camp news. I obviously track it, watch it, see what's happening, but do not get overly excited because some Eagles reporter said an Eagles player looks good because that's what they do. That's literally their job. And that's always the reporter that says the whatever thing it's, Oh, so-and-so looks real good. I say as I get paid a salary to work right for a newspaper for this team. So just saying monitor the news, but like everything that sleeper, especially the sleeper clickbait things that they put out, it's very clickbaity. I love it. I, I, I appreciate the news obviously, but um, some people get real excited. Like honestly, after news comes out, I get trade trade offers for those players and it's, it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Like get it's your good shit for together, you guys. No, no, I get it. And it's fine, but it, it just reminds me of uh, listening to Matthew Barry. <laughs> That's what it seems like to me. Oh, speaking of, he's back. He's back in force. Oh, great. I can't wait to see. Oh, he's absolutely going to rip Gibson's value. Gibson's going to skyrocket up boards because of of him, because he's a Washington fan. I I hope so. I hope someone wastes the draft pick on Kyle Pitts even earlier than his ridiculous rate. Okay. I'm going to take my time to talk about college football, which everybody loves to hear about. Um, So it came out. Right before our, I think our last podcast, that Oklahoma and Texas are going to join the SEC conference, which has me pumped as shit. You are not going to find a Texas or OU fan that's not excited about this because Fox has been fucking OU over for fucking six years now with their damn scheduling and pissing them off every fucking year. And then they're going to have a babe in the woods routine acting like they have no idea why Oklahoma is pissed at Fox or the Big 12. They're just like, oh, I don't know why they're mad. Why are they so upset? And we've literally been laying out all these different reasons why we've been mad for the last six years, since the last time somebody left when it was Mizzou and Texas A&M when they bailed back in 2012 or whatever. And OU's been just waiting ever since. And it's finally happening, and I'm fucking excited about it. And I cannot wait to leave that loser-ass conference and that loser-ass commissioner, Bob Bowlesley, in the fucking dust. And we'll join an actual good conference in the SEC. We'll get the good players. We'll get the good money. We'll get our fucking name and lights and shit. I'm done with the fucking Big 12. I'm excited for this. Anybody who's an OU or Texas fan is excited too. And fuck all you other teams that didn't get invited because I'm sorry that you all suck. Aren't you worried about, about the? Aren't you worried about being in a tougher division though? 
Not at all, because we're automatically a top three team in the SEC right now. And I'm not worried about it. Are those losses going to count as less, basically, like when you lose to Alabama? I like see Alabama is really the only one I'm worried about in the SEC. I mean, because Oklahoma is pretty much the number two, three team, like. Exactly. And, and that's how it's going to be in the SEC too, even though for some reason people are convinced in the ESPN shows that we're going to have like five losses every year. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I mean, technically play Bama. Sorry ass teams. Well, that, okay. That's one loss. Okay. I'll accept that one loss. And then maybe do you only play Bama once? Exactly. We only play Bama one time. And then again, in the playoff, if that's what ended up happening, but I'm not worried at all. And I don't like, Seriously, we everybody that's been an OU fan has been wanting this to happen. So I'm excited that they finally pulled the trigger. Thank you to the Oklahoma and Texas athletic directors for fucking have the balls to pull this off because it took balls to pull this off and they did it. And I'm can we talk about yeah. Texas though? I feel like Texas is fucked because of this. They they're not gonna be good, but they're gonna get money from it. <laughs> that's, that's about fair. that's about it. You get the the money from Texas pouring into the you know from SEC to give them money is gonna be good. Plus, it's just gonna mean more for recruiting in the Texas and the South. You're just gonna have the best. You're gonna have a minor league football system, pretty much. Like all the it. all the good players are gonna come through the SEC, and that's you know there'll be some from Clemson, some from. Ohio State, there'll be other random colleges that have their day in the sun, but for the most part, everything will North come Dakota to Dakota State. Yeah, Liberty will is going to have a quarterback this year in the first round. That'll be fun. Um, we'll have good times breaking him down. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I, uh, college football podcast is tentatively going to kick off on the 19th. Um, both you boys are welcome to join that ride and. We're going to have some fun this season talking some – getting everybody ready for the draft that's going to come up. I just don't want anybody to be surprised when we're talking about blah, blah from blah, blah. Like I, you Spencer know, Rattler. Hey. Hey, hey Drunken Billy two years ago talked about Spencer Rattler being the next Patrick Mahomes, which was a little bit of a homer. But at the same time, he is going to be drafted higher than Patrick Mahomes. Most yeah, likely as of right now. Gonna be he's probably gonna be the number one pick in the draft. There's only one quarterback that might be drafted ahead of him, and I think that he's better. So we'll see as the season goes on. I think you're gonna have a lot of Patrick Mahomes-esque performances as Spencer Rattler, and I think he's gonna solidify himself as the number one pick. But we're going to follow that all as a team. All right, that's all I got. Joe. Um, you're doing your work now. You've been listening to us. I hope you've been listening to us. We've given you a lot of information. I hope you're doing your own research as well. Have your board, know your players. When you get to your draft, know your league that you're in, make your picks and don't be the guy that gets the deer in the headlights. Look when someone snipes a pick from him, it's going to happen. You have to know, like, I don't know, five or six guys that you're looking at right there and you have to have those organized and if your guy gets sniped which it will pick the next guy move along with the fucking draft don't be the guy that's sitting there with your paper for 10 minutes getting yelled at because that's the worst thing with the draft you get 12 dudes in a room it's hot people are probably drinking they don't want to sit in there for that long so move along we're trying to have fun here please are you thinking of you thinking of a downtown st louis draft yeah (laughs) I had to get up and take a cold shower in the middle of that fucking draft. Oh, so I, was, I was thinking the, uh, but these are my favorite players. Oh, that 
a cabin, not cabin. I, I don't know. Drive. I don't know if he listens he, to this podcast, drive. but if uh, if he does, I apologize. But that was we're happy to not have another league. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, right? Yeah, you know, whatever. We won't get into that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> along with Joe's t- uh, closing point, because I, I draw my closing points usually from your guys's closing points. Um, also, we we plan to give you some updates throughout the year as well. Obviously, draft is a big day. Everyone loves draft day. We love draft day. Our draft's going to be a little uh, ridiculous this year, uh, which we're always which we're always about. But um, in general, just make sure to tune in with us. We should have some pretty good uh, analysis of each week as well. Obviously, we've just kind of been spitballing some ideas of players we like, don't like, uh, disagree on. Me and Billy mainly. Joe's pretty pretty chill most of the time. Uh, but sometimes he throws some players out there. But uh, in general, yeah, be prepared. Don't 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 sit there and be an Allen. And I will say that because Allen takes forever to draft every time. Have three players you know you want. Thielen gets drafted. Grab the next wide receiver you got on your board. You got to have one. You di- you didn't just run out of receivers. They didn't run out in the third round. I promise you. Fair enough. Okay. Well. Follow at Offensive Points on Twitter. Follow at Ombre Vendor, at OP Economist, and at Josh Hall STL. Um, next week, it might be a little funky, OP Possums. We all three are going to be out of town next week. It's a rare all three of us trip next week. So I don't know what the drunk po- on a beach. So No, we're going to do it. Oh, all, okay. all three, exactly. All three of us are going to try to record something what that's going to look like. I don't know quite yet. We're going to have to discuss it and it might be a drunken mess. Might have everybody that's drafting in our league there too. Who knows, but hey, we, we could will... get, we could get insights on one player from every, every person. We'll have some interviews with, uh, with we should other do interviews. Let's do an interview breakdown of like someone who someone's really high on. Out of yeah, we can do like a little radio table with all of our laptops set up and then it's invite gonna them be over a, to radio row. It's going to be a drunken like mess and it's going to be fun. So let's tune in for that next week. That's probably what either we're not going to have a podcast because it was so much of a mess or we're going to have an amazing podcast because it was so much of a mess. No, no, no. So we're having it. We will release it. We don't know what will be on it, most likely, but we will release it. Fair enough. Well, if we're going to get canceled, next week might be that week. <laughs> All right. Joe, get us out of here. All right. Um, go home. Turn your radios off. Turn your TVs off. Get some good sleep tonight because football is back tomorrow. And uh, watch it. Simi Fajoko is going to fucking kill it. And you're going to know why I've been talking about him this whole time. Like I said, a buck 52 tutties. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Football.